This inspiring message comes to you from Impact Church in Kingston, Ontario, where we are committed to living like Jesus and loving like Jesus. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life. Can I say this morning um, that God's desire in everything that we do is for heaven to invade earth? Everything that happens, it's with His desire from heaven to literally invade earth and to change circumstances, change dynamics, change things in our lives, and remind us that He is absolutely 100%, without a doubt, the creator of the universe and the creator of you and I. Can I say this morning, God has your blueprint. So if, if anybody's going to figure out how to get you where you need to go, it's going to be the one who is the master designer, the master planner, uh, the one that knows you inside out and backwards. Why? Because he created you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I just want to share a couple of things. And I want to start this morning um, by actually just referencing Jesus' baptism. How many know we can't go wrong with that? Right? So I just want to read to you this morning in Mark chapter 1, and it's going to be on the screen behind me, so you can actually read along and check that out. And it says this in Mark chapter 1. This is Mark's gospel, one of the disciples who wrote about his time, 16 chapters of of writing about his time with Jesus. And he said this, At that time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Except the Jordan River is much warmer than the St. Lawrence River in July. Just wanted to make sure that everyone, okay, okay, all right, we're good. Verse 10, it says, Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn apart, or torn open, and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Heaven being torn open. How many want that? How many have read the news in the last three days and have been concerned about the, the fate of our world? How many be consumed uh, with the Syrian crisis and concerned about what's going to happen next? Can I say this morning that when heaven opens, everything can change? Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 3, which is the same story but told from a different perspective. This is Dr. Luke speaking. And I just want to read this to you as well. It says, when all the people were being baptized by John, Jesus also was baptized. While Jesus was praying, heaven opened. Can you imagine that your prayers opened heaven? Can you imagine that when you pray and you actually believe God for God to do something, that it has the ability to open heaven and release the very work of God into your life and into your circumstance? Amen? While Jesus was praying, heaven opened, and the Holy Spirit came down on him in the form of a dove. Then a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son, whom I love, and I'm very pleased with you. There's moments in the history of time when heaven invades earth. I believe we're in a season uh, literally right now as a nation where we are praying and believing God for heaven to invade earth. 150 years is no consequence, and it's not something we can take lightly. That's three jubilee uh, patterns in a row. The number of three is God. Fifty is the number of jubilee, the blessing of God, open heavens of God. And we got three of them all on July 1st this year. I don't believe we should take that lightly. Some of you may not have any clue about that, but I want to say this morning we cannot take that lightly. There were 
two moments that I want to just reference this morning when heaven opened. Number one was Jesus' baptism. But you know when the second time was? Was when the Holy Spirit baptism came. Acts chapter 2, and it said this, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven. Like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Sound from heaven that filled the house. So the house can represent different things for you. The house can be the house of God, which is the church. The house can be your natural house where you live, where you, where you are, your family. But ultimately, God wants to bring heaven onto earth to fill your house. Your house can also represent your own natural bodies. The Word actually says that our body is the temple or the house of the Holy Spirit. So we need to take care of it. We need to watch out for it. So whether it be your natural house, your physical body, whether it be your natural house where you live, or whether it be your spiritual house, the church, God is calling us to a place where we can literally pray and believe God that in every circumstance, heaven has the ability to invade earth. Amen? We had a, a really cool moment with our three oldest kids yesterday, and uh, I'm not going to get into detail. I was thinking about playing it, but I thought I would be here too long. Um, but we were just having this, literally this awesome, awesome worship moment as a family. And the three of us, or the three oldest kids, and then Sandra and I were just sitting in the living room. And I just felt led of the Lord to play a song that I haven't played in about five years. And we have this little, you know, a Bluetooth device speaker and everything. So we literally just got everything up on my phone and I started playing this song. Song by Jason Upton. Uh, for those that don't know Jason Upton, he's a worship leader, very prophetic worship leader. Um, who just sings most of his songs prophetically. He actually doesn't even have lyrics to most of his songs. He just sings whatever God shows him. And there was an event that happened about five years ago where he was at a night, he was, he was literally worshiping God, and he starts singing these, these words in the midst of this worship time. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? And he's singing this, and people look at him going, what's going on? <laughs> and this young child, about seven or eight years of age, comes back to the main sound guy, and he says, I see a 12-foot angel standing up behind Jason Upton. That gets way cooler. So they got to the end of the recording, and as they're listening to this song, they're literally hearing voices in perfect harmony that are singing over top of Jason's uh, voice. Here's the problem. Jason was the only vocalist. There was only one vocalist, only on one mic. He was the only one. And, here's, and he's literally hearing within the crowd multiple harmonies coming from multiple voices, almost like a choir being sung. They went back to the recording after. I actually saw the testimony of the sound guy that was on that night, and he shared his testimony on all over the world. And he basically says they took it to the studio after because they wanted to pick apart all the different vocal ranges and all the different elements of each musical uh, uh, influence that came in through that recording. And they literally started to kind of uh, solo out all these different things to see where in the world is that voice coming from. And they finally got to Jason's voice. And when they played Jason's voice... On Jason's voice's recording, they heard all of the other voices. And then the guy came back and said, the eight-year-old kid was right. He saw angels behind Jason singing. So can I say this morning 
If you want to listen to it, honestly, it would, it'll, the hair on your back, your head will go up. Uh, you will believe in Jesus more than ever before with the moment you listen to it because it is off the charts. But it's literally called Fly by Jason Upton. You can literally just YouTube it and you can see it. You can listen to it. But here's what was so key with my kids yesterday. The kid, my kids got to the end of it and they're looking at me and Josiah just his jaw on the floor and saying, Dad, how in the world can people not believe? Listen to that. That was off the charts. And Caleb's just like, whoa. (laughs) And Hannah and her cute self is like, oh, I just want to go touch the angel. I just want to go help the angel. Can I serve the angel? Can I get them tea? (laughs) That's Hannah. For those that know, she just wants to serve and give everybody tea. I said, I'm sure that the angel's not thirsty right now, but you never know. But if we find out, Hannah, you'll be the first one on call. Don't worry. But something hit me and something hit our family yesterday as we were listening. There was a little spark of faith, and I saw it in my kids' eyes. The supernatural is real. So if it is, it starts to change how you pray. It starts to change how you act. It starts to change how you look at circumstances in the natural. There's no way to solve it. But God can. God can. Matthew 6, verse 10, it says this part of the a prayer that we all know. It's the most famous prayer, the Lord's Prayer. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I have news for you. Um, what's going on in heaven is far better than what we're reading on the news on earth. Do we believe that verse? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I can tell you right now, my kids' prayers changed after yesterday. And they actually pray like they believe that. Amen? I believe that there is irresistible joy, power, and an abundance in heaven that God wants to bring to earth. There is a hope, there is a faith, there is a peace that is beyond description that is only found in Jesus Christ. Can I say this morning that God's desire for us as Christians is to live like heaven's on earth. It's to act like heaven's on earth, to pray like heaven is on earth. And here's where I really landed as I was thinking about this yesterday. And at the same time, the house of God, the church, needs to have the sound of heaven in it. The house of God needs to attract the presence of heaven every single time we meet. Now, here's what's cool. Because the church is people and not a building, that means heaven can invade Starbucks when you are there with somebody else who's a believer. Heaven can invade the McDonald's kids' playland even when you think all the sinners of the world and all their children are there right now. (laughs) Trust me, I know. I've had more ungodly thoughts in McDonald's playland than any other place on the face of the earth. Because I'm sitting there, you know what I'm saying, brother. I'm looking at them just going, would somebody please parent before I do? Well, this is how my child just expresses themselves. Do you want to see how I do it? (laughs) 
Can I say something this morning? God's presence wants to come to his house. But it's not about finding a great house. It's about being a great house. It's about making a house that's already great even better. That just made our church better. Those three people's lives are changed and transformed today. And those lives will make this house better. This house is not the same if those three people are not here. This church isn't the same without you. So you, well, I don't really do much. Trust me, you probably do more than you think. But this house has the potential to steal my wife's line, to be exponential. Someone said to me the other day, well, you saw a lot of wise things. I said, no, I just, that's all Sandra. I just, you should just sue me now for copyright infringement because I steal everything from her. It's bad. Plagiarism 101, come talk to me. All right. Oh, it's awesome. A house that attracts heaven is filled with people that constantly contribute their gift to their heavenly calling to Christ's mission. That's it. Those people collectively attract God's presence. How many have ever been in a room where someone's just negative all the time? Right? How many just feel like the very life and the atmosphere has just been sucked out of that place? Right? The moment they walk in. I've been working on a message series called Climate Change. <laughs> what happens to the climate when you walk in? <laughs> Happy days are here again. Okay, all right. It's all good. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But heaven needs to invade her. That's the heart's cry of our hearts this morning as a church. That's our heart's cry as leaders because we believe that in and of itself, our own love for one another can only do so much. But the love of God infused in the love of us will change and transform things because it's God's love that transforms the very hardest heart. Amen? Amen. A house that attracts heaven is made up of great people who are literally linked to heaven's commission, to heaven's compassion, and to heaven's commandment to love one another as I have loved you. A house that attracts heaven is a house that people will literally be stunned the moment they walk in, the moment they show up and have a coffee with you at Starbucks, and they hear what's going on in your life. They will be stunned. Don't ever underestimate the power of your testimony of your story. Somebody got breakthrough today because of one of those, or if not all three of those testimonies this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? So how do we attract heaven's presence? Three very, very simple things I want to say this morning, and then we're done. Number one, how do we treat the family? How do we treat our family? And I, I mean that both naturally and spiritually. So our spiritual family or church our natural family, how do we treat our spouses, our kids, our, our brothers, our sisters, those extended people that are in our family? This literally relates to both natural and spiritual family. Healthy homes and healthy houses always attract heaven's presence. And healthy things reproduce. 
Very good ways. Amen? There's an incredible word in the Greek. It's called koinonia. It literally means fellowship, community, hanging out, hanging out at Starbucks, whatever you want to call it. And it literally means this, to share unity, close association, participation, and partnership. The Strong's Greek Dictionary literally def defines it like this. They say this, the cementing together of God's people, and it is something that is only brought about by the work of the Holy Spirit. The cementing together. How many know the cementing together is pretty permanent? Yeah. Amen? It literally means to cement together. Not just that. To firmly unite. Not just that. But it also describes this concept of not being easily shaken. Cemented together. The Bible says two are better than one. One Lego brick cannot build anything. But there's over 125,000 possibilities even just with seven. Jesus had 12. We have about 200. So what do you think 200 Lego pieces joined together and working together in the same area can do? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. The second thing is this. Not only how do we treat our family, but how do we treat our body, our natural body, our spiritual body, literally the body of Christ. I want to read a verse to you. 2 Timothy 1.9, it says this. He has saved us and called us to live a holy life. Not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Interesting here, God has saved us. How many have ever been saved from something bad that you were so grateful to get out of? Right. So we understand that gratefulness and that thankfulness when something bad has been averted and God, somebody or God has saved us. But interestingly, he just doesn't leave it there. He says, God has saved you, but he's also called you. Why? Because the moment that he saved you, he's literally implanted your, his identity within you. Now, the very next thing is he says, okay, guys, now here's your marching orders. You are now on mission. You are on mission. You are on mission to expand the body of Christ, to make it better, to make it holier, to make it healthier. You're, you're expanding it by bringing other people in. You're expanding it by seeing more people come. I'm going to share this in a couple of weeks, but we have literally seen a 40% increase in attendance since January the 8th. 40%. We're making room for more. Because God is in the house and He wants to attract and, and, and bring people to His place. Amen? These kind of people that lived a saved life and lived a called life attract God's presence. The church is called literally to be the very heartbeat of heaven for our lost and dying world. That's what our desire is. That's the heartbeat of heaven for the city of Kingston. Amen? But how do we treat the house? How do we treat our family? How do we treat our own body? How do we treat the house? 1 Timothy 3.15 says this. All right, so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. I love this part. Which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. The pillar and the ground of truth. A pillar and a foundation capable of holding and stabilizing life no matter what circumstance comes against them. The church is the pillar of truth. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. I remember there's um, I'm dating myself because I'm going to go back to 1982 here for a second. One of my first Cassette tapes. 
And I would have had an 8-track, but my dad's 8-track machine died. But I loved 8-tracks. They were fun. Cassette tapes were not fun because people would get it and start to pull everything out, and then you'd have to get a pen, right? And you'd have to try to get it back all in. Remember? Remember? And I'm like, 48 minutes later, I'm still doing it! But it's going to work because I want to hear song number seven that has now been crumpled into pieces. But we're going to straighten it out. And then you get to song seven because it's been so crumpled into pieces. It goes, you know, how is God? How great God? And it's like, come on! God, you don't have a problem speaking right now. Can you imagine if God, when he was speaking to you, was always in buffer mode? Say, huh? How? Oh, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes we live like that. We totally live like that, that God is in buffer mode for us all the time. He's not buffering. He's speaking. Amen? Amen. But one of the first tapes that I ever had was a group by the name of DeGarmo and Key. Anyone remember? I don't want to live. I don't want to be a casual Christian. Remember it? Who remembers that song? Three of us. Okay. Oh, boy. I don't want to live. I don't want to live a lukewarm life. Just nothing, eh? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, Jesus, help us all this morning. 1982 was a good year anyway. There was a lot of good stuff, right? You know, that's all i got to say. I've had my 80s moments where I go back to YouTube and I look at all the 80s songs. Honey, it's very special. I reminisce. I reminisce. Hard for me to say I'm sorry. Come on. I loved Chicago back then, but then Jesus delivered me. Um, here's the thing that was about this song that was so cool. The song Casual Christian was literally this theme that I jumped on at a very young age. I realized you cannot have a casual relationship with God. You cannot have a casual relationship with the church. You can't have a casual relationship with the mission of Christ. You just can't do it. Because the Bible says we're lukewarm. Lukewarm doesn't do anything. How many have had, ever had a lukewarm drink of anything? And you just want to spew it, right? It's not good. So what God is saying this morning is when we can get to a point where we understand that we have the ability in everything that we do to attract the very presence of God in everything that we do and say and act, then what happens is the presence of God rests in situations. Starts to speak in situations. Starts to move in situations. And to do it in such a way that no matter how hard you tried, you could have never figured that out. You could have never done that. But God can. Amen? I believe that we want to attract heaven because we know that it's going to be life-transforming for everyone that experiences it. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. I want God to look down at us and say, I can trust my kids in that house with my presence. That's what I want. I want him looking down and saying, I can trust them with the deep things of God. I can trust them with my presence that transforms and heals. Amen? My prayer literally this morning is that Impact Church would simply be described in detail year after year as a true friend of God, 
as a group of people that changed humanity's course. As a group of people that shut the mouths of lions. That diverted evil on the earth. That became a rescue shop for people that were on the way to hell. I believe Impact Church will make God famous throughout the earth. I believe that Impact Church's exploits from heaven will be nothing short of supernatural. And I believe that what will be described of Impact Church is that we'll serve our moment well. We have a moment. You have a moment. What are you going to do with it? Here's what I want. I want you to take your moment, do everything you can possibly do to attract the presence of God in that situation. Because guess what? The next baptism service, the person you won to Christ is going to be right there. I want a baptism service that starts at 10 in the morning and goes till 10 at night because we have so many people it takes that long to baptize them. And, and we'll do what Jesus did. We'll stop in between and feed the 5,000 and then keep going. Right? Because this is fruit of choices. First and foremost, those individuals' choices to say, I'm all for God. But this is fruit of your choices. Some of you are in this place right now. Your kids will be in here. Your teens are going to be in here. Your coworker is going to be in here. Your neighbor is going to be in here. The principal of the school that we did an extreme makeover will be in here in about 45 minutes. So let's attract heaven. Because everything we do, we either attract it or we repel it. Let's attract heaven. Thank you for taking the time to listen to one of our messages from Impact Church. We hope and trust that this message encouraged you. If you want to find out more information about our church, check us out online at www.impactkingston.com. 